Welcome to episode eight of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. We're super excited today because we have an awesome, awesome guest, <laughs> Kendall Ficklin. We have the same last name, so you guys just figure it out. <laughs> He's heavy in the industry right now. I would call him big time. He's a certified Eric Thomas speaker, author, coach. Um, founder of Grindation, and he's going to shed some business tips, talk about work ethic, mindset when it comes to business, but it can definitely correlate with the hair industry as well. For sure, for sure. And, you know, we usually, and at podcasts, we do this at the end. It's like, hey, you got to go do this. I'm going to just starting off this episode because it's so important. <laughs> it's not even the subscribe to Hair Biz Radio. Even more important, you need to just open up your Instagram app right now. I'm going to give you a second. One, two, three. <laughs> Follow Kendall Ficklin at Kendall Ficklin right now. It is something you just need to see. At, like his videos are so fantastic. And every morning I see it like I'm a pretty motivated person. I don't set an alarm clock. I'm yeah. up. I'm at the gym twice a day. I'm just hit like, I'm trying to get demotivated sometimes. Right. But then there are days that I wake up and I'm like, man, I just, I'm not doing anything today. Yep. I said, I'm not today. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to watch all the Walking Dead episodes, yeah. catch up, this, that, the other. And then this? I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. it happens. This doesn't even sound right. This doesn't even sound right. Sometimes it happens. And I'll see Saturday morning, Mike, that says, 5 a.m. Saturday morning, got my coffee, let's go. Saturday's a great day to get worked on. But I see that Kendall Ficklin video on Instagram. And I'm just like, nah, nah, nah. Like, I'm just going to sit and watch TV when I'm like 70, yeah. when that's all I can do. Yeah. Now it's time to get it. Yeah. Somehow I think when you're 70, you're still going to be going hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. So it is an absolute pleasure to have you on here because we're also, as you guys know, we have the Start a Hair Extension Business Facebook group, free to join. So go on Facebook next. Search for that if you're not already part of it. We always go live in that group. So if you want to watch us live on this podcast, you can see us there. So you'll be able to actually see this episode here mm -hmm. with Kendall. But I think a lot of people in this group, honestly, one of the reasons that I really wanted you here was I know you work with so many businesses, large and small, entrepreneurs, everybody else. And Zakir sees it too, is where we'll see certain people in the group and they're a little bit discouraged. And a lot of people just don't realize that entrepreneurship is more than just like buying and selling. It's so much about the mindset and kind of that where your head is at the moment. Because even me, I get doubts, you know, where I'm just like, oh my God, is this going to work? Am I trying to grow too fast? Am I trying to grow this too big? And you get that doubt inside. And that's like, it happens to everyone but then I've become really good at fighting that and yep. saying, you know what? I need to just like wipe that out of my mind. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be okay. And I know you work with people like that. So, you know, I think it's real important for the group to understand and hear this and kind of ways to get out of that, you know, stuff they need to do to stay motivated. So I think it's just going to be, this is just such an important episode for all you entrepreneurs. So Kendall, What's going on, man? Man, I'm staying busy. I'm just, I'm happy to be here. You know, whenever you guys call and say, come on up, I'm coming regardless. <laughs> I booked a flight uh, last night. We were in Boston. We did a conference in Boston. And I said, I got to make sure that I'm back because we got to do the podcast and then we have to do a few other things. So I called, we called a late flight. We finished speaking and went straight to the airport just to be back so I could be with you guys today. Awesome. Oh, don't we just love <laughs> just, it? You know, just, just for you guys. I told you I'm not big time. <laughs> So um, we have a lot of people in the Start a Hair Business group that they just don't know 
how to get started. They don't know when to get started. And a lot of people's questions are, when is a good time for me to start my business? Right now. Right Period, now. Period, right now. He who works on perfect conditions will never accomplish anything. There's no time. Like people ask me, coach, when do you want that? You didn't finish it yet? I'll give you an assignment and say, look, do this, do that, do this. And they say, okay, so when would you like it? It should be finished. Do it now. It's urgent. So I tell people all the time, right? Look at a clock with the, with the hands on it. 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You got a clock and then right next to it, you see an hourglass, right? So what does the clock do? Tells you what time it is. But an hourglass tells you how much time you have left. And most people think that they got time, but you don't have time. You only need to know what time it is so you can get through your day, but you need to know what time it is so you can get through your, how much time you have left so you can get through the life. And so for a true entrepreneur, there is no time except now. So when do you get started? Right now. When do you stop? Never. Yeah, that's one of my things is yeah. people ask that question. I'm just like, they're like, oh, I don't know when to start. Should I wait for, should I wait? As soon as I wait, not, they shouldn't wait. But like, <laughs> should I wait for yeah. this time of year, for the holidays, for yeah. whatever? <clears throat> it's never going to launch perfect. Right. It's never going to launch like you think it is. So you might as well do it now, fail forward, get all the stuff figured out, and then just go from there. That's all you can do, really. Yeah. And so who's the guy? Okay, so guy told a story. He said, my first business... I started, it was great, I was excited, everything was going good, but it failed. Then he said, I started a second business, and he said, it failed proper. I don't even know what that means, but it <laughs> failed proper. He said, I did a third business. He said, it didn't fail as bad as the first two, but it failed. He said, the fourth business did better than all three, but it still failed. He said, I said, I'm gonna try it one more time. And the fifth business blew up, and it didn't fail. The fifth one was PayPal, and it was the guy, <laughs> it was the owner of PayPal, but he went five times. But the first thing he did was he got started. And every time he failed, he kept on going. He kept on going. So you don't, you get started and you don't stop. You're not going to have all the answers like Mikey said. So when you don't know what to do, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And <laughs> PayPal is actually one of the largest payment processors uh, yeah, we in talk the about world PayPal right now. All the time. Oh yeah, we're like their spokes, spokespeople. Good. Imagine if PayPal. you quit. We uh, wouldn't have. We wouldn't have PayPal. Do you remember when <laughs> PayPal was X.com? Yeah. Yep. Elon Musk, I think, yep. just got that back. Yep. Yep. Oh, he did? I th yeah, I think PayPal gave it to him or he, he got to buy it or something. Oh, yeah. It wasn't disclosed, but yeah. Because yeah. Elon Musk was one of the, the Original. PayPal yep. originals yep. and, you know, made a few dollars off that. Peter Thiel, yep. some uh, pretty big, legit. Well, I mean, you look at the people that founded PayPal at this point. Yeah. The, you know, they've yeah. all, a lot of them have gone off and do, done other things like Elon Musk is changing the world and just Peter Thiel's doing his things. It's pretty incredible. So yeah, can't give up. Oh yeah, nah. So what about for that person? We have a lot of people in the hair extension group um, that say like it's been three months, it's been six months and I haven't gotten one sale yet. Like not even one. Nobody has even inquired about buying my hair extensions. What do you say to that person? Keep going. <laughs> when I started, I started uh, speaking about five years ago, committed to it. I was speaking before, but I wasn't committed to it. And I started, and my daughter used to always <laughs> ask me, Daddy, how much you getting paid for this one? Nothing. <laughs> how much you getting paid? I think maybe almost two years went by. Maybe a whole year went by just doing free engagements, just doing free, just doing free. And then I, I might have got my first check. I was super excited. $50. <laughs> check for $50. I was super excited. Got it and paid something with it. Then I got another check. It was $100. And then I was like, ooh, this looked like it really worked. Then I got a $120 check, then $200. But you, you grow with it. So what happens is it's just like birth of a baby. 
you have a baby and you have to put everything that you have into it. You got to change the diaper. You got to feed the baby. You got to clothe the baby until the baby can hold its own bottle, until the baby can feed itself, until the baby can walk and stand up on its own. And then once the baby can do that, then at some point, the baby might be able to take care of you when you when you get older. But for your business, you got to put everything into your business. You got to put all your money into your business, all your time into your business, all your effort into your business, all your sacrifice into your business, all your commitment into your business. Then you get to the point where the business can begin to stand on its own two feet, meaning it's not taking anything from you, but it's not giving anything to you. Right. And you have to sustain that. And then prayerfully, if you do everything the right way that you're supposed to do it, you might get to the point where you start cutting a profit. And that's where your business can begin to take care of you. But it can't take care of you until you take care of it. It can't stand on its own until you help it. To, you got to put it on your back and let it stand on you. So don't talk to me about two months, three months. I ain't making no money. There's people out there that have been in bit. What do they say? 90 percent of businesses fail within that three to five year period. 90 percent. So you're coming into something knowing I'm in that 90 percentile of where my business may not fail. And that's why where we talk about you have to be born to do this and build. This ain't for everybody. I tell people all the time, like, be careful what you ask for. I've been doing this committed for about three, four years committed. I just told my wife the other day, like, yo, I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am. So I'm, t I'm on the road. I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, but I ain't going to stop. I just got to keep going. Be careful what you ask for. Oh, yeah. It's like we see people all the time like, oh, yeah, I'm going full time in the hair industry. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> and Mikey's like, is this really what you want? <laughs> yeah. Like that added stress. A lot of people don't understand the added stress. Like, you know, so many people are. It's funny. I think social media has really changed it. Right. Like what really pisses me off is you'll see like the people's bare feet with the oh, ocean yeah. in the background. Oh, yeah. They're on the laptop. Oh, yeah. They're like, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, you are not in on like there are very rare cases that that's happening. They, you know, something like that. They might be like a developer or something else. So they can just kind of work from wherever. But it's like that's not reality. Like all the time, my girlfriend sees it. You know, we live together and she sees what I do in a day and go through in a day. And a lot of times I'm like, you don't like normal people. You do not want this. I promise you, if you followed me for a week. You don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's Saturday. It oh, it's Sunday. <laughs> that so things need to get done. Yeah. There's so much opportunity out here. You just have to do it. And I'm just the kind of person like it's so hard for me to stop. Sometimes I literally will work at night till I'm in physical pain and I have to go to sleep now because my whole body is shutting down. And that's entrepreneurship. And so look, but that's what separates those people that are quote unquote successful or or consistent that are successful or can sustain. And so sustaining is one thing. You have to sustain in order to get to success. So that's what separates those people because those people that are what I call average, that still have the average mindset, I call it the nine to five criminal mindset. That's where you have an occupational mindset and you don't have the entrepreneurial mindset. Your mindset says, I got time. Your mindset says, I can go sit on the beach. Your mindset says, I can just kind of coast without giving it the extra, extra, extra. And they're not going to even sustain. So they'll never see the success. But most people that really want this life, there's sacrifice that has to come before you can get the success. And that's why those people that 90% that don't make it, they're not built for it. I tell people all the time, you're talking about, I want to leave my job and do this. I could do this. No, mm -mm, you ain't got no foundation. That's why grind nation, people say it's, they always call it grind nation. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the Asian doesn't come from nation. It comes from foundation. 
it literally means the foundation of your grind. And so until you create, I told this one guy, he was like, uh, yeah, I just I think I'm gonna leave my job and just go full time, you know, with the business. And I'm like, so what are you doing for your business before 9 a.m. and after 6 p.m.? Exactly. Like, what are you doing for your business when you're walking to the bathroom? What are you, are you posting? Are you, what is your consist? Like, what is your foundation? Because once you leave the job and you got an extra eight hours a day and you don't know what to do with that from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you're going to end up going back to work because you're not, your foundation ain't strong enough. Having that extra eight hours is not going to help. <laughs> it'll probably, it'll probably even be worse because they're like, now I have all day. Somebody <laughs> literally told me, literally said, so what do I do now? I was like, so what you been doing all day? He said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I got all this time. What would you be doing at work? They tell me what to do. Mm. And that's what changes the mindset of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur doesn't need to be told what to do. An entrepreneur just goes and does what needs to be done. Yeah. So what's the three mindset shifts that you could tell people to start a hair business group? People who have that mindset as I can wait or the mindset of, man, I think I'm going to let this go because I haven't gotten any sales yet. Like for them to get activated and start working and grinding in their business. So first thing you have to do is you have to be able to get a mindset that says, I'm learning how to turn nothing into something. So you have to literally create something from air. Like you have to create money from an idea. That's the first thing. The second mindset, you have to shift from an occupational mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. An occupational mindset says, I'm a worrier, not a warrior. An occupational mindset says, I got time. They looking at a clock, not the hourglass. An occupational mindset is what I call that nine to five criminal mindset. And then you have to go, your mindset has to go from mindset to grind set. Explain yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, think yeah, they exactly. caught yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your mindset got to go. You got to go from thinking like an entrepreneur to actually being. That's a grind set. That's that repetitive action that says, I got to get up every day and I got to keep pounding out at this email list. I got to get up every day. I got to keep motivating people and myself, whether I feel like it or not. That's a grind set. So I always say um, there's a difference between being ready and being prepared. So everybody ready. You ready to do it? Let's go. Let's get it done. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you all excited. You fired up, but you ain't prepared. So you asked for this life, right? Because you wanted what it looked like. But prepared says, now I'm ready to get what it feels like. I think I might have gave you five. <laughs> that was a lot. Hey, more but, the better. We uh, love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys heard that. The, the three different mindset shifts that you have to have when it comes to your business. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things I think that totally transformed my success was really spending a portion of the day really focusing on education because I felt like a couple years ago and just it always kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger stuff I was doing but I felt like especially last year the end of last year I said you know I was looking at other people not necessarily in the hair industry right I was looking at a bunch of other industries and I said how in the world are they doing that you know I was just like oh okay and I'd go on my day to day and just say we're doing okay and we're still moving up but then I think in the beginning of the year I just really changed like something just switched and I, I became so aggressive and I said okay if someone's doing Doing this, how the hell are they doing it? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to implement it in my business. I'm going to make it better. And it was like that education piece really was life-changing for us this year. And that's one of the reasons why we grew so big. So what do you think about, what is kind of your um, thoughts on education and the importance of it for your business? I think um, it's critical, first of all, especially this year for me also. I'm actually headed to a conference next week a four-day conference education, actually about to get a couple of certifications that can extend my career. One of the things I found that early on, most of us, we spend so much time working in 
a business instead of working on it. And then not understanding that your business is only a reflection of yourself. So not just working on your business, but working on yourself. So all of the different nuances, all of the different things that you need to know to run your business, you need to take the time and learn that. So I call it, how much time are you taking to create juice? So you got to create juice. And the juice is that thing that you got. So for me, I have to study. I have to learn. I have to grow. I have to develop. That's my juice. I need to be able to work with people, help people. So my my information has to be mm, right on point, right up to the modern day time. So that's my juice. I don't have time to do things that's not creating juice. I don't have time to shoot the video no more. And Mike can tell you, you remember when I used to shoot my own videos and you too. <laughs> Kara, take hold the video camera right there. You got fired a few times, didn't you? So um, no. So you have to find the time to create juice. I sent my coach one day and he was like, all right, you're doing this, you're traveling here, you're going there, you're doing that. He said, where are you finding time to grow and develop? If Because you, you're stuck. And I think what happens is most of us is two things. So most people, they'll say, I don't have the money or the financial resources. And then the next thing they'll say is, I don't have the time. But you got time. You're either spending time, wasting time, or investing time. But you got time. Now, what you don't want to do is spend time and waste time, like watching a football game or watching The Living Dead. What's that? The Dead? Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. You, don't want, you don't want to binge out on that. You want to invest that time. So the investment in time says, I'm making a conscious effort to learn about my business, to grow, to develop, to sit down. And whatever that is for you, it could be learning about the back end of a server. It could be going to a conference and getting that education, whatever that looks like. But I promise you, if you don't do that, you'll be playing like what I call amateur bat and one basketball. And you'll never make it to the league. And and one players don't make millions of dollars a year, but professionals do. They have cool videos on YouTube. Oh, they, <laughs> they got do. great videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube but, yeah, 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 but that doesn't necessarily mean uh, know, no, they're no, making no. the... The definition of business owner is when you exchange products and service for commerce. I didn't see in there where it says when you exchange videos for likes. That's not business. <laughs> that ain't doing business. Like the, my likes ain't getting me, it's not generating the income that I need to sustain it doesn't do that. And actually, I'm really happy you brought up social media because we talk about it all the time, how social media for business is so important, but so much time and just the productivity, I think, of America is getting just crunched down because we're so distracted by it. So social media can be so good for your business, but then for you personally, you have to be really careful of how much time, because sometimes I'll find myself scrolling on the feed of Facebook and I'm like, stop that. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, get back to work, you know, stuff like that. And they actually have plugins for our browsers and certain things that won't let you go on Facebook for a certain amount of time. But I got, you know, I got the Start Hair Business Group and private label extensions and all these notifications. So I need it, you know, but what is coming, some of your thoughts and that you've seen, especially over the last year, social media with different people, how they utilize it, or they, it's just killing them in their business or just their personal time. So I'm, I'm going to say two things. So from a personal perspective, I don't do social media. I do business media. I stay on what they call social media but I'm on it doing business media. My business media is all social. I don't separate my personal life from my business life. I'm living life. So when I'm on my phone, like I go see my mother and we do coffee on the porch, right? <laughs> so we're doing a good, strong 15 minutes coffee on the porch. And you know what I'm doing. I'm right here. I'm looking to see what, who, reply, engagement, so forth. And my mother's like, you're always on the phone. You, you, hey, you just can't stay off that phone. And I say, you've got cash. You've got cash. You've got, you've got, you've got cash. And I'm like, I'm doing business, Ma. This is my business. But you're always on the phone, right? So for me, it's not social. So I don't find myself like just scrolling through. I'm looking at my client stuff, but that's business. But now, real true story, I had a client 
doing major work in, in her industry. But she was tricking off, like that's that word, tricking off a lot of time. So I said, um, here's an exercise I want you to do. It's called finish your day before it starts. So I had her track her day from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., five days a week, every 30 minutes, right? I said, do it Monday through Friday. Let's talk on Friday. It was Monday. I said, let's talk on Friday and see what your days look like, where you're tricking off time throughout the day. So she calls me on Wednesday and she said, I said, what's wrong? You having a problem? She said, I can't do this no more. I'm like, what's, what's the problem? She said, I spend three to four hours a day on Facebook. And wait, she wow. said, I don't make no money on Facebook, tricking off time. So right then and there, and that's what every entrepreneur that's listening, you need to do this. You need to block your time. You need to track your time. You need to be so conscious of how you're spent, of how you're investing your time and how you're spending your time. You need to look and say, yo, I just tricked off about four hours. What somebody told me the other day, literally the other day, said, um, hey, you should watch Fight Club because it reminds me of this, 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 and that. And watch it twice. I said, how long is the movie? It's about two hours. You That's four hours. You want me to trick off four hours of my day on two more? On a, that's on expensive one right there. What, what, what is that? What's your DPH? Your Mike dollar per hour. I always equate yeah. it to yeah. your money. Dollar per hour. How much mm -hmm. is my dollar per hour? And so I would say to every entrepreneur, social media can be a gift or a curse. But you have to be conscious enough to know and block the time off to use it. Like in the morning, as soon as I turn over, I'm looking at my phone. But now, like just I just started a few days ago. I, I hit the do not disturb because I don't sleep like throughout. The, he just told me last, the other day we at the hotel and he said every time one of my notifications go off, I'm like, I stop snoring. <laughs> and then I, wake, I wake up. But you have to be conscious of, of the time that you're tricking off, the time that you're spending and investing in social media. And ask yourself the question, am I investing this time in social or business media or am I spending time? Yeah. Yeah. And don't just limit it to social media. You can limit it to family. You can limit it to friends. You can bring it to friends. You can bring it to, like, even with my mother. I love her to death. But I go. I get the coffee. We sit on the porch. She reads the obituaries. I'm having coffee. I'm looking at my clock like we're going to give it a good, strong 15 minutes. And then we got to make moves. And then we might come back later to do another 15. Yeah, I think the other thing with social media is you have to be consistent. In business, we tell people a lot. They're like, well, I post on social media every day. But it's like, are you posting valuable content? And are you consistently posting valuable content? And I want to go back to when you guys were talking about education. I think it's so important in the hair industry that you educate yourself on the products that you're selling. So a lot of times we'll get people say, ask us questions about the product. But really, you should be spending time learning about your product because people People are going to ask you, what does this hair color well? Where is this hair from? What's the origin of the hair? Like how, what inches does the hair go to? So you guys should be, we have what, how much information on the website about just hours, days? <laughs> I've spent hundreds of hours this year writing information for people about business because I love to educate. I'm, you know, Zakir and I, we both, it's just one of our passions. We love to educate. I have spent Literally hundred one one article the the marketing article was twenty five hours for the one article. It is over ten thousand words, and if you print it out, it's forty two pages. All about people like oh, I don't know how to market hair extensions, and I'm like, oh, I've got the Bible of it right here. Like <laughs> you go through this, like don't tell me nothing's working until you've gone through and tried all fifty of these ideas. Can oh, you yeah. guys actually see who's reading? Like how many clicks you might get on it to see how many people 
might be reading it. Let me put it this way. I guess actually I could probably in Google Analytics, but a lot of it is I look at social shares. So there's one article about how to start a hair extension business that we send a lot of people to because that's another one that took a lot of my time because we see the repetitive questions. So I'll try to put it in an article. So instead of like always replying with this long answer, you just send them to the article and just say, read this. That article has at this point over... 1.3 thousand social shares. So I'm pretty confident it is the most read article on the internet about how to start a hair extension business. Yeah. By far. Nobody, no articles, because I look at this stuff all the time and do my research. No one's over 100. This is at 1.3 or 1.4 thousand as of today. And it's starting to grow like exponentially. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And definitely um, when it comes to business, I saw a video that you did where you talked about effort level. So let's talk a little bit about what does that look like in terms of business in general? So most times people, they'll say like, okay, I want to start a business. I want to grow. I want to expand. I want to scale. I want to get these things done. But you're just talking because your mindset is a fixed mindset. Like you're just getting into it. So I'll always say, let's do the effort assessment. Let's see how much effort you're putting into those things that you say are important to you. And so I'll ask them, what are the three most important areas in your life, right? And so typically that'll be business, it might be health, and it might be relationships. Those are the three typical things that people say. And so then I'll ask the question on a scale from zero to 100%. How much effort, not time, there's a difference. How much effort are you putting into that area? So let's just say health. If you say to me that health is one of the most important areas of your life, and I say how much effort are you putting into it, and that means you're taking care of your health when it's not comfortable, when it's not easy. So for example, health is one of the most important things in my life. I travel a lot. So for me to say, because I travel a lot, I don't get a chance to get my steps in. I don't get a chance to do my push-up. I don't get a chance to eat right. It's not important. My effort level is very low. But if I say it's important to me, so I make sure I'm having my meals prep. I'm taking meals with me. I'm making sure that there's a gym inside the hotel. That's me putting in a lot of effort. So when I ask the question, how much effort on a scale from zero to 100% are you putting in? So somebody might put say, well, you know, I'm only putting in 50%, right? So you're putting in 50% effort in health. You might be most people that are entrepreneurs will say I'm putting in 80 to 90 percent into my business. And then people in their relationships, they'll say some people like I've been to places. Matter of fact, yesterday, somebody said I'm putting 100 percent into my marriage. I told him, call your wife, get on the phone right now. And there's absolutely no truth in that. There's no truth. Put her on the phone, right? So they'll say 50% in their relationship, so forth. And then what you do is you take those numbers and you add them up and you divide by three to get an average score. And that's your average effort score. And typically that score isn't even a 75 because most people are only one dimensional. They're only looking at their business, but Life is not one dimensional. So you can have business success, but your relationship is terrible. Your health is terrible. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can't hustle in bad health. You can't be an entrepreneur and you don't have the stamina to stand up and stand flat footed, stay up all night. You got to eat right. You got to exercise. Mikey knows you got to walk. Two days. You just said two days you on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to do, you got to drink your water. You got to Chipotle it out. You got to have all everything that you need. And so what happens is when they see that score, like yesterday when we were out of town, they did the score and they were like, oh my God, I'm just one person had a 20% score, like effort level, but the three most important areas of their life. And so when you say to yourself, okay, my business is important, my health is important, and my relationship is important, but my score is not indicative of that. I'm literally telling you, I just want what it looks like, but I don't want what this feels like. 
because I'm not putting in the effort. Oh, yeah. So I think with that, all of our listeners should be getting out some pen and paper right now, figuring out what their What's effort your level score? is. <laughs> what their effort level I is. I can notice a direct correlation between the our success clients. of our business mm-hmm. okay. with, with my, well, that and my health, okay? So like right now, honestly, there are days I come home from the office and I start sometimes just stupid early. You know, if you're on my Facebook, one of my Facebook friends, you'll see like a post and oh, it's, yeah. I see. it's mostly <laughs> like motivation <laughs> stuff. And it's yeah. like, you know, I'll wake up at 5.15 and I'm at work at 5.20. And there's times where I come home and it's like 6, 6.30, I've already gone to the gym. I usually go to the gym around nine o'clock when it's not as busy. Okay, I live above my gym, so okay, it's so, a little bit so, easier. So you said you go downstairs. So I go downstairs. <laughs> so obviously that part's a little bit easier, but you know you can still do push up somewhere. You have there's no excuse. I'll still go to the gym at night because I know I have to clear my head at night in the gym. I usually do weights in the morning, cardio at night. It clears my head. Otherwise, I have trouble sleeping. Just because my mind turning it's it off, it's that, going, yep. it's that constantly going, hey, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. But I can tell a direct correlation between the success of our business with health. And and what a lot of people don't understand is, and one of the things, the mistakes I made previously in my entrepreneurial career was I would go too overboard on the entrepreneur and work side and not enough on the health. And I can tell you, no matter how successful you are, if you are not healthy it 100% does not matter. And the older you get, the harder it gets. I mean, it's just, so you have to really, I think people really need to look at like, hey, I want to be successful in business. What do, you know, that's one of the things I look at and I know you look at, right? So we look at what do people, the successful people do? What's like their top things that they do, right? Oh, they eat healthy, they work out all the time. They read books. There's a reason. It's not just like, oh, what a coincidence <laughs> that these people are the top 1% yeah. and do all these things. Like you have to really write down, okay, in the last month, how many days did you work out? How many books did you read? How many times did you eat out and eat crappy stuff? Eat out honestly a lot because I just- Every day. Every day. <laughs> well, but when I healthy eat, stuff. But yeah. I'm very picky about yeah. like stuff I eat yeah. when I eat out. And it's when I fall off, like last week I was saying how there's times that I don't feel like as confident or I feel like, oh my God, am I going the right direction? I can tell you this happened to me last week. So Zakira knows, remember I messed up my neck last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my neck, I'd pulled a muscle and I, you know, I'm like this trying to (laughs) get around and stuff. So I couldn't work out. And when I don't work out, guess what happens? I start eating bad. And when I start eating bad and I stop working out, it's this whole thing. And like literally I could feel myself going downhill. And then by Monday, it was better. I'm back in the gym, I'm eating health again. <laughs> and it's just like, man, the difference. It's so important. And so many people just, because it's something you have 100% control of, they don't take it as serious. I think it's the priority. Like a lot of people, when they think about entrepreneurship, they're only thinking about money. But it's not, like I say, it's not one dimensional. It's not the, first of all, the money is the last thing that comes. Let's just start right there. For sure. <laughs> for me. sure. Now, I've known Mikey for a while. The money's the last thing that, that came from me. And I know when he built, you guys started building from scratch. The money comes after you put in the work. And you can't put in the work unless you have the health, you have the right mindset, you got the right grind set, and you, your, level, your grind level <laughs> is at the point where it needs to be. And so you have to be healthy. Like, I have a condition, so I don't have a choice. So I'm, I'm doing vegan, right? And I do the crossover when I'm on the road. So Are you a means, fraudulent vegan or a real vegan? Well, not necessarily fraudulent. <laughs> but so, so what happens is when I'm on the road... It's, it's difficult. I don't eat meat 
or poultry or anything, but I'll do a crossover and go from vegan to vegetarian. <laughs> right? So I might have, oh, I was horrible. I, the other night, we was in, in Boston, in Fitchburg, and um, we couldn't find a spot to eat. I'm talking about it was late. We couldn't find a spot to eat. So we called a couple of, I typically do a Chinese, I can do all right with fried rice. We make it through the night. <laughs> but didn't, it was a sports bar. So you know all they got is fried foods. Right. So I'm looking at the menu and I'm, I'm hungry and I'm like, okay, let me get the sweet potato fries. So I got sweet potato fries. So I go over that and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm still hungry. You know what? Let me get the mozzarella stick. I'm vegetarian now. I did the crossover. Yeah, I did the crossover. So I said I could have the mozzarella sticks. And then why did I saw some fried Oreos? Crossover. <laughs> So mm. got all this food and I ate some of the mozzarella sticks and I ate some of the sweet potato fries. I could feel the grease going down my <laughs> chest, right? So I'm like, okay. I messed around and ate a couple of the fried Oreos. <laughs> I was up all night long. I couldn't sleep. My stomach was tossed and turned. I was like, and I was like, I got to get right, you know, because I, physically I can't do what I do if I'm not feeling right, if I'm not in the best. And so even your sleep pattern, most people think like, okay, I'm going to stay up all night long and work. Like you get up early. But you get the rest that your body needs. Oh, yeah. I, I never set an alarm unless I have to catch a flight or something like that. Yeah. I never set. I mean, but of course, I'm 100% work for myself, right? So I have that luxury. Okay. But I never set an alarm. I wake up when my body feels ready. Because if I, if I try to wake up just to be like, just to kind of like flex on Facebook that yes. I'm like, oh, I'm up at <laughs> five <laughs> working, like whatever. <laughs> Trust me, if my body said you should have got up at six, for me to get up that one hour early... It just slows me down for the 16 hours that I'm awake. It's not worth it. Got to get that sleep. We got to go to sleep earlier. What time do you go to sleep, Mikey? It usually varies, you know, depending on how I feel. Anywhere between, I try to get in the bed at 10 oh, and wow. I usually have trouble <laughs> falling asleep. So what I do is I actually listen to podcasts and that's, you know, I have the head things in. and the pods. Yeah, I actually have the, the, the wireless ones now. So before I, wish I, had, I had, cord, some pods. Before I had the cord, <laughs> the phone's falling out some sometimes. But like I put the wireless buds in and listen to podcasts. And you if I can, if I fall asleep, I do. Asleep? Yeah, I did last night. I'm going to try that tonight. Yeah. Put the buds in. But it'll, you know, it'll wow. make it so I can shut my mind down because I'm listening to something else. That or the other key trick, I can usually fall asleep really fast because I'm just, I mean, I'm worn out by the by 10 o'clock anyway, is this is a little trick that's worked for me for years is I will slowly count backwards you with tell me each that. breath. <laughs> so I'm be at 100 and I go 99, but in my head, yeah, 98. And usually like you're physically so tired as an entrepreneur and working so hard that it's, you just have to kind of shut it off and your whole body, you're out. I do that. You should try that, Kendall. If you, I'm sitting there like, because I have a problem going to sleep. There's only been a couple times in the last 10 years that I've been doing this that I will get to zero. Only a couple times. I can fall asleep almost any time of the day doing that. And it's probably because you weren't that tired when you didn't fall asleep. Probably. Yeah. It's like, you know, so my wife myself. Did a, uh, she tried to help me go to sleep and she got this, what's the music in there? What is that? The uh, ocean wave. <laughs> You know what I mean? got the yeah. ocean waves playing. I'm listening to this thing. I'm like, turn this crap off. It's not helping me sleep. I'm going to try to count backwards, though. Yeah, the count backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You hear that, guys? If you're having trouble going to sleep so that you're in your perfect condition for work, try counting backwards. You didn't even think you would get that good of info on this podcast today as far as like <laughs> sleep habits, everything else. You're going to do this. You're going to get a good night's sleep. You are going to get up. You're going to color some hair yep. like to perfection or something awesome. Eat some salad in between heads. Yes. <laughs> yes. What else, Zakira? If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would you say? One piece of advice. The best advice you got. <laughs> the, the best of it. Get committed. Like get committed. 
things will shift when you get committed. So I'm going to give you two. First one is going to be you need to get connected, right? So you have to totally and completely connect to that goal, to that mission, whatever it is, whether it's hair, whether it's um, you're about to open up a, a bakery, you got to get so connected to it that nothing else matters except that. Um, here's the story. So I was a little boy, right? And um, I used to watch Superman, the black and white one, you know, not the like when he was flying and you could see the board on his chest. And I used to put on my tidy whities my Fruit of the Looms, and get my rain boots and get a white towel. It had to be white. I don't even know why. Probably that's all we had. And then tie it <laughs> around my neck. And I would fly around the house, like thinking I'm flying around the house. And I would go, dun, 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 dun. you can leap tall, Bill. I literally thought that I was Superman. So, you know, when I go home, a lot of times my sister tells this story of how one day I go and I'm flying around the house or running around the house like I'm Superman. Now, keep in mind, I'm totally connected to my character. I believe I'm Superman. And so I go in my mother's room one day and I jump up and I'm getting on the bed and I said, you know what? I'm going to jump out the window because I believe I could fly <laughs> because I'm Superman. I can fly. So I literally, I climb up to the window. I put my thing out. I'm looking out and I'm like, okay. And I jump out the window. You know, it wasn't high or anything, but I jumped and I landed. I rolled over and I was like, I got upset because I didn't think I had my arms stretched out wide enough because I'm Superman. I'm supposed to have it stretched out. And I got upset and my sister was outside. So I said, oh, I got to do that again. So I went to go back inside. She was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God, what are you doing? You can't fly. I said, yes, I can. I can fly. I can fly. I'm totally connected to the character. So I go inside and she snitched me out. She tells my mother, he just jumped out the window. He just jumped out. So my mother comes up to me and she's like, what are you doing? Mommy, no, I can fly. Watch. And if you're not totally connected to the character, you don't believe you can fly. And so you, in order for you to go and do what it is that you want to get done, you got to jump out the window. You got to put your tidy whities on, put your cape on, and really believe that you, I believe I can fly. <laughs> I believe I can touch <laughs> the, the sky. sky. <laughs> Think about it now. So you got to get, <laughs> get connected to that vision, to that mission. And then the other thing that you have to do is you have to be committed to it. Like above and beyond anything else, like when the money is not there. When you don't feel like it, when your health might not be good, when everything looks bleak. And here's the biggest thing. When you don't know the road to go down, like you don't know what it looks like down the road. So here's something crazy. So say you're standing where you are. You're looking way down the road. You ain't even looking with sight no more. You're looking at vision and you're looking down the road and you're trying to see what this entrepreneurial endeavor looks like in three years, in five years. But you can't see it. It's blurry and it's supposed to be blurry because it's too far away. You're not supposed to know what it looks like. You can have an idea of it, but the only way it becomes clearer is you get committed to making the vision clearer. Sometimes you might have to change glasses and get a new prescription along the way. Because as you get a little older, you get a little wiser, you get a little more mature, your prescription changes in your glasses. But the only way that vision gets clearer is that you start walking, working, walking, working towards it. And the closer you get to it, the clearer it becomes. But it's not going to get clear if you're not working, walking. Working, walking towards it. And most people stop. They're not walking towards it. They're just trying to look and see which way should I go? And you don't know which way to go. And there's a plenty of up, there's, there's a ton of different ways to go, but you won't take the step. So a lot of people say, Lord, just guide my foot, just show me the way, but you won't move your feet. So get connected and be committed. Oh, yeah. That's some good info. <laughs> oh, that's great. It just resonates so much with me because it's just so important for people to understand. You know, there's so many analogies with that. It's like you have to go. But one of the things is that we talked about. So like three big things for entrepreneurship is health, education, 
and then the work side behind it, right? So I always say is like, look, if you're really dedicated to be an entrepreneur, right? Understand these are three monumental things for your success, okay? So start educating yourself today, like get a book and other stuff, listen to podcasts. Like if you don't feel like reading, when you drive to work, this is what gets really annoying is I ask people all the time, they're like, Mike, you're killing it. Like I see the stuff you're doing. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing the right things. Like what do you, I was always asking, what do you do when you drive to work? Oh, you know, I just like listen to the radio. How long does it take you to get to work? Oh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, traffic. You know, it's Atlanta. I'm like, dude, you should be listening to a podcast. Yeah. Educate, Educate yourself. yourself yep. Okay. The education, the health, if you can't afford a gym, I understand. Go walk outside. Go. I can't run. Okay. Well, walk. Then run for 15 seconds. Walk for a minute. Run for 15. And, you know, build it up. And then you have the work part for the entrepreneurship. And, yeah, it's one of those things like a lot of times you don't have 100% control of your success as an entrepreneur in the business side. But I can tell you this. Out of the three that you have control of is the health, the education, and the work, even if you just get the education and health right, you're going to be way better off because at least you're going to be a lot smarter, yep. a lot healthier, healthier. <laughs> hopefully yeah. a little bit happier. A little you might still be broke, but <laughs> guess what? It's okay. You're at least you're like in a better position at that point. It's so important to understand that because it's not always going to be like this beautiful thing. And so many times I know people are like, oh my gosh, Instagram, they started it and they sold for a billion dollars or this. Okay. Those are like unicorns. They're not going to happen often. But so many times people see when someone's real successful and say, oh my gosh, that happened overnight. No, it did not. Start researching the stories of people that are real successful. Actually, and you're right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Start reading the biographies, the autobiographies of those people that are successful. The Founder is a phenomenal movie. Shoe Dog, um, Nike, Phil Knight, phenomenal. Read about those successful. Tip, really read about the entrepreneurs that are in your industry and how and what they went through. And just kind of look at the downs as well as the ups. Yeah, Richard Branson just came out with a book. A new book, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I really. It My Virgin, what is it? I'm a virgin? Something virgin, something obviously for his brand, but I really want to read that one. He just, you know, I never really connected with him in the past forever until like the last six months I started following him on Instagram and seeing this guy and he's worth billions of dollars, okay? And he's out there promoting a book. Like he doesn't have to do all this. He just wants people to understand the story and do this stuff and he's having a fun and it's just so amazing amazing to see stuff like that. And another topic of entrepreneurs, uh, we talked a briefly before Zakira's like, save it for the podcast, was the Gary V shoes. Ah. Growing up, okay, I watched sports all the time growing up. The last 10 years, honestly, I haven't seen a football game this year. Like I just, I don't have time. Like it's just, it's not my important thing right now. So I've never bought a shoe because of an athlete, right? I don't think I've, I've never owned a pair of Jordans. I wanted them when I was young, but, you know, we were broke as a joke. You know, I'm selling lemonade for a quarter a cup. It's a lot of lemonade cups to get those Jordans, you know. <laughs> Started working when I was 14. So it's like no Jordans, but I had my some nice shoes. Okay, cool. But to see Gary Vee get a deal for being like a well-known entrepreneur, I thought that was just so cool. And Gary Vee gives out so much free information. I mean, just unbelievable free information. And who's he got? Who's he with? K-Swiss. K-Swiss. They so, gave him an endorsement deal? Yeah, oh, so, he's got his own line. Yeah, he's got his own line, the Gary V shoes, right? So I have a lot of Converse lately. I don't know. I've just been into Converse. But just because I saw that, like for the entrepreneur, and I felt like, you know what? This guy has given me so much information. I want to give back. Not that he needs it, but that's not the point. You're going to go buy the K-Swiss. As soon as it came out, I bought the K-Swiss. Uh. It's sold out now. 
But I, as soon as it came on, I said, you know what? An entrepreneur like this, he got this is so special for the entrepreneur community to have a shoe deal. I've never owned a pair of K-Swiss. So now I got a pair of K-Swiss coming. They actually got the notification just shipped. But how cool is that? Now, like entrepreneurship can get you a shoe deal. <laughs> what do you know? I'm an entrepreneur. You got a shoe deal? Yeah. Kevin Hart got to deal with Nike. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think you shed a lot, a lot of good information on this podcast for our listeners. We appreciate you. I know Mikey was over here like tuned in as well as I was. You and need to had- listen to this podcast twice. Twice, maybe even three times to get it together. Check out your effort level. Make sure you guys get your effort level down packed. Kendall and Mikey reiterated the three things that you must do in order to be successful, which is one, your health, two, education, make sure you educate yourself, and then three, work. You have to work. You have to work. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure that you guys subscribe. Yeah. And Kendall, where can everybody find you? All my social media is at Kendall Ficklin. So that's K-E-N as in Nancy, D as in David, A as in Apple, L-L, F as in Frank. I, C is in Charlie, K is in Kilo, L-I-N, Kendall Ficklin, at Kendall Ficklin. Or you can just Google me. I always want to say just Google me. Just Google, <laughs> Google me. And we'll, we'll have links to all his social media website. We'll have all that in the show notes at hairbizradio.com, episode eight. So check it out so you can follow Kendall and get more. If you liked what you heard today, he just gives out this information all day, 365, even on Christmas. You know, so Thanksgiving too. Thanksgiving too. (laughs) It's coming up next week. So uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening and subscribe. And we're going to be back uh, in a couple days, probably with a new episode. Oh yeah. So make sure you guys subscribe (laughs) and comment, rate and comment on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Thanks guys. All right. Bye.